0: Welcome to The Gathering Place, a Blessed is She podcast. We're so glad you're here. Come chat with us about Jesus, prayer, community, and life. So let's get started.
1: Hi, Jenna. Hi, Beth. Jenna, I am so thrilled this morning. Uh, We're so grateful to have with us today a very dear friend of our hearts who has ministered to us so well, Christine Kane. Thank you for being with us.
2: Girls, it's my honor. I am so fired up being with you all.
0: Praise the Lord. We're so, so honored that you have taken the time mm-hmm. to speak with us. I can't even tell you, as Beth said, you um like a dear friend to my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've never met. We've never <laughs> had the opportunity besides right now. You have greatly affected my life in a real tangible way mm-hmm. in my prayer, my relationship with the Lord, especially one particular talk, which I'm sure I'll get to later. But yeah. I just want to say thank you for... Your gift of self, for your generosity, I know so much of what is put into what you offer to women, uh, offer to people, comes from such a deep well that you have with God. So thank you for pursuing his heart and in that um, just being a gift to all of us.
2: Thank you, Janet. Now, you know, I really have to know what that talk is now.
0: I'm not (laughs) going to wait.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's very, it's dear to both of us. We've shared it with so many people. It's when you talked about going into the dark room, allowing Jesus to develop you in the dark. And that has been our experience and deepened so much our commitment to just pursue Jesus for who he is and in our own hearts and in our own lives that it's not about any ministry, any other fruit. It's only about becoming more like him and allowing him to do whatever he wants to do on his own time.
2: I love that. I'm so grateful it resonated. What well, you could tell because you're both a very deep well. I could hear it even when you prayed before um, we started. So it's obvious that the Lord's been doing good work in the dark room with both of you.
0: Yeah. Thank God. Yes. He's so good. Okay. Christine, would you mind for anyone who isn't familiar with you, who has no idea what we're talking about. How did I hear a talk? How do I get access to it? What is this? I would love if you would just share just a a short little snippet of of who you are. I know that's so hard to do, but if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself.
2: Uh, Firstly, um, I am married to Nick. We've been married for 25 years. Um, I always like to say that my husband is the most ravishing piece of masculine flesh on planet (laughs) Earth. He's awesome. Wow. Wow. For 25 years, we have two daughters, Catherine Bobby, who is 19, and Sophia Joyce, who is 15. You know, we both um, started and oversee a global anti-human trafficking organization. So um, we help to rescue the victims of human trafficking and uh, have offices in 15 countries around the world. We also oversee Propel Women, which is really helping women to fulfill their passion, purpose, and potential. So that's kind of like, uh, you know, two of the big things that uh, we do. And of course, through that comes, you know, teaching and resources and mm-hmm. books to really help people, first of all, most find faith in Christ, mm-hmm. and then fulfill their purpose in Christ here on earth. So that kind of keeps us busy between all of those things. That's what we um, love to do. And Jesus has just been so phenomenal in my own life. You know, I was a young woman that was left in a hospital unnamed and unwanted in Australia when I was born and um, I was adopted. And then I um, experienced sexual abuse for many years. I was the victim of sexual abuse for many years. Uh, And so I was a very broken young woman. I was so full of shame and so full of hurt, of course, you know, and, and guilt and condemnation. And, um, and then I truly encountered um, our resurrected Savior. I truly encountered Jesus Christ um, who saved me and healed me and delivered me. Not only did he rescue me, but now he allows me to open up the prison doors and rescue those that are still bound and in captivity. That's what I love about the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. He just can take all of the pain of our past And he never wastes a hurt. And our history doesn't have to define our destiny, Um, that he can use all of those broken fragments to help give other people a future and a hope. And I'm living proof that in and through a relationship with Jesus, you can start bad and finish good. (laughs) That's what Jesus does. Yeah.
0: So um, on our podcast this season, we've been talking a lot with, with friends about just evangelization, about talking to people about the Lord. And that seems to be so much of your life, but you take it even a a step further, I think, than most of us ever approach or experience in our lives, which is people who are in the depths of suffering, deep Mm -hmm. suffering, emotional, psychological, I'm sure, physical suffering. And not only do you physically rescue them, but is there an element of telling them about the Lord once once they're saved, or, or once, I don't know, I guess, could you kind of talk us through the process of A21 and where Jesus lays a hand in that sequence, maybe? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, well, I think obviously, you know, we work with government and law enforcement and lawyers and I mean, we work with every segment of society. So a lot of it is that we are the light and we are ourselves by, you know, going into the darkest places and shining the light of Christ and helping literally rescue people out of bondage and captivity. I mean, at at that level, honey, you know, whoever you are, whatever you believe you are, a person, a human being created in the image of God and nobody, you know, this is a basic human rights issue. Everybody should be set free. Nobody should be in slavery at all, anywhere across the globe. Um, And so at that level, any human being in captivity, we will do everything legally and Mm. in order to see people set free. Of course, then if people choose to undergo a restoration program, Mm. um, I think as they see people that are you know followers of jesus and have the light of christ ever ask questions and want Mm. to know more there is a a sense that people are available to to talk through any of that but certainly none of our uh services are um contingent because we love jesus and jesus has saved us yes we are making available to you we will reach the vulnerable we will um rescue the ones that are enslaved and we store survivors because that's what you do as a jesus follower that's what you know jesus loves people and um, i've seen remarkable transformation happen and people find faith in christ where you just go only god could have done that like only god i think because i experienced so much healing and transformation in my own life you know it is not difficult for me to look someone in the eye and be able to say i know that the same jesus that did it for me can do it for you like I, I know that I know that I know that I know you know Jesus still saves today he still heals today he still restores today that is the good news of the gospel that is the good
1: news yes yeah it's not it's not abstract to you it's not a good idea yeah. a program for life he's a real person and he's already Amen. done it for you so the hope of that gosh the witness of your life must be like water for their thirsty souls yeah. Very much so. I think when someone,
2: it's like anything, if you can connect with something and there's hope and every Christ follower, to me, I think this would be the most effective evangelism I mean, in the world where we live, you know, and people are resistant in cases to the, to sort of overt proclamational evangelism. I think if we can reflect a life that shows hope in a resurrected savior that is outworked in our lives, yeah. you know, people are going to ask us, mm-hmm. what is That hope that is in you. And, you know, every Christ follower can be that kind of light in the world.
1: Yes. Just telling our story of what he's done. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And this is exactly what you do in all aspects of your ministry. You're so generous to share what Jesus has done for you, in you, through you. And I was looking back, considering your your new book and reading that. I looked back in the table of contents, and it shared all the titles of your previous books: Undaunted, Unstoppable, Unashamed, Unexpected, Unshakable. I was getting fired up, you know. <laughs> and well, this, um, yeah, yeah. And this book is called "How Did I Get Here?" Uh-huh. It's different.
2: We're done with the uns. Okay. <Yeah>.
1: I would just Absolutely. love to hear a little of, um, just the evolution of that in your own story that you're kind of moving and so much power and healing and restoration. And then at some point you get to a place we all do yeah. and say, "Ugh, how did I get here? I think so. And I, I think,
2: you know, in the in the world in which we live in today, um, girls, the, the currents of society have shifted so dramatically and they're moving so quickly in every way, politically, economically, morally, relationally, environmentally, in every realm of life. And I think a lot of us are waking up feeling a little bit destabilized and sort of like, you know, whoa, how did we get here as a society? How did I get here? Yeah. And, and I mean, of course, that could translate into any area of life, whether it's relationships and marriage and you know sometimes you wake up and go how did we get here how did i get here you know in my own life i think just several years ago there was a whole bunch of stuff that happened and often it happens like that for all of us a perfect storm you know i lost my mom and some uh, three other family members in a very short amount of time just in a couple of months and then i um experienced betrayal from a close friend and then had some challenges at work and just normal life, one thing after the other. But like sometimes things can hit you from every angle all at once. And you're like, oh, I remember sort of getting to this point thinking, do I still want to be at the front line, going as hard as I'm going, pursuing the purpose of God? And I think the very fact that I sort of reached a place where I thought, you know, do I really want to? Um, was like a question to me, like, how did I get here? Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, I'm I'm like, normally, let's go and let's lead the charge. (laughs) You know, suddenly, and I thought, wow, if if I could get to a place where I'm sort of wondering, Mm -hmm. how did I sort of drift off purpose where, you know, I maybe, you know, know, in in my case, it wasn't a matter of like, oh, I want to go and do something bad. It was just more like, do I still want to pursue Mm -hmm. Christ and his purpose with, with the passion that I once did I was looking away and there was, you know, a lot of people either deconstructing their faith or walking away from faith or walking away from G and a lot of young people. And it's like, I think it's just this world of where, man, everything just seems to be drifting and everyone just seems to be drifting. And Um, when I was younger, we used to go to this beach with my parents and my, my dad would always say to us, you know, he'd put up a couple of markers on the sand and he'd say, when you're out there in the ocean, check your markers really often, because if you don't check your markers... The undertow is so strong, you're just going to drift, yes. uh, whether you want to or not. And I remember he would say, All you have to do to drift is nothing. And that is true in life. You know, yeah. all you have to do to drift, I'm married. So all I have to do to drift, I don't need to go and have an affair. I just need to do nothing. Just not invest any time or energy into my marriage one. or with my children, yeah. whether it's my health or my fitness. You know, it's not that you wake up one day and go, I'm going to go do something really bad. Just do nothing. It, with our faith in Christ and our pursuit of the purpose that Jesus has for us, to drift away from that, you don't have to necessarily do something bad. Often we think, you know, in Christianity, you know, you're going to go out to a party, is there going to be sex, drugs, and rock and roll? You, know, it's <laughs> like, you don't have to go do something really bad. Right. You just have to do nothing. Mm. Nothing to nurture or cultivate your relationship with Jesus um, or your pursuit of his purpose. And that mm. really is what made me write this book. I thought, you know what I mean? In my mid-50s, what could I offer a generation and say, listen, we are living in such volatile times. Things are changing so quickly Whether it comes to our moral ethics, when it comes to how society is... Things are shifting so dramatically. I feel like I need to tell you what my dad said. Check your markers. Because if you don't check your markers, you're going to drift. And you don't have to even want to do something bad. You Mm -hmm. just... You will drift from your faith. You will drift from the church. Not by doing something bad, but just by doing nothing. And so that's what really made me write the book. I wanted to put a tool into people's hands and say, come on, we've got to check our markers. It's time to drop our anchor, mm. make sure that our faith is anchored in Jesus Christ, that he is this hope we have as an anchor for our soul. Our world is volatile. Our world is in a lot of pain. We have just come through a global pandemic. We cannot control the world, no matter who we are, you know, the smartest people in the world could not stop a global pandemic. Everybody was at the mercy of this thing. And so I think we're discovering that our hope cannot be in possessions. Our hope cannot be in people. Our hope cannot be in a position or a title or a career. And so it's time to really assess what, where is our hope anchored? Mm. And um, you know, my hope and prayer is that people will find their hope anchored in Jesus Christ because he is the only one that is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Wow. He is the only one that will never leave us nor forsake us. Wow. He is the only one that will never betray us. And so I think it's very, very important that we stay anchored in Christ.
1: Yeah, beautiful. I mean, just makes me want to go pray when you say things like that. <laughs> Christine, you really unpack this verse that seems to have touched a deep place in you, Hebrews 2.1, therefore we must pay greater attention to what we have heard. So that we do not drift away from it i wonder i think in the women that that we serve and even in our own lives we can be kind of doing all of the things we can be going to church we can be in a small group we can have our devotions and yet as you so eloquently put it we can still drift away even being connected maybe not being plugged in somehow
2: yeah i think what you're saying beth is that that that's so true because And I really wanted to, oftentimes we we sort of look when people end up far away and we're like, wow, they've drifted without recognizing that I could be in church and, you know, maybe having a devotional life and perhaps even having a prayer partner. But in my heart of hearts, I'm actually not truly connected to Jesus. Mm -hmm. I'm actually not truly pursuing the purpose of God for my life, living my life with intentionality for the glory of God. I'm not taking up my cross, denying myself and following Jesus. You know, like at the end of the day, I could be doing all the Christian things. Yes. But I can be spectating at a Christian event, even wow. if that means I'm in Mass every Sunday, but I'm still really a spectator. I'm not a participator. I, st- you know, um, I could be spectating at a Christian event, which might be a Bible study or a prayer meeting, but I'm mm-hmm. not really participating in my, I'm sort of just checking off my to-do list. Yep, I went to Mass. Yes, I read the Bible. Yes. And now I'm going to go do what I want. And mm-hmm. so that's actually a sign of drifting. You're not really mm-hmm. connected to the heart of Jesus and mm-hmm. the purpose of, of Jesus. So it's great to say to, you know, the spirit of God, like David prayed, search me, try me, yes. see if there's anything mm-hmm. in, in me, you know, creating me a clean heart. Lord, connect me to you. And I think it's so important that we constantly allow the spirit of God to search us through the power of his word and say, mm-hmm. OK, am I? drifting? Am I just spectating at a Christian event? Or yeah. am I truly, truly following Jesus and and, and part of the Christian journey?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. As you said that, Christine, I, I couldn't help but um, just this past week, we had a worship night here in Phoenix. We do it just monthly with women. And Beth was so gracious and shared some of her heart at it um, and gave this really beautiful talk about just the vine and the branches and how the Lord wants to prune us. And I just like love language about purification and having a clean heart. But this idea of searching, I think I'm just kind of tapping into. I think there are so many areas in my life where I'm like, oh, okay, this is so obvious that this isn't clean, right? Like sin or attachments that, you know, to various things that are very obvious to me, to my like human eye. But Beth in this talk invited us uh, maybe to walk with the Lord in the vineyard of our heart, and to see what it is that the Lord wants to prune away. And so I just thought of it when you were saying that about searching, like, I want to have an open heart and say, "Search me, O Lord, like give me a clean heart. What do you want? Purified, stripped away? because all I want to do is be attached mm-hmm. to you, yes. to the vine. I want I want your life pumping into my veins and and every part of everything i touch
2: and sometimes we think well i'm bearing a lot of fruit why would i need pruning Well, the yeah. scripture tells us you know you're, you're going to be pruned if you are bearing good fruit so that yes. you, can, you know you can you can um actually bear more fruit and you're going to be pruned if you're not bearing fruit so i always like to say you're pruned if you do and you're pruned if you don't <laughs> I love that. You know, there is no way of getting out of this honey you you, you know Prune juice is what's happening (laughs) for all of us. And and I think that's why I wrote about drifting. I think it's a metaphor of pruning or drifting. It's like asking God to go deep so that we could be more fruitful for his glory. Because the scripture tells us that it is to our father's great glory that we bear much fruit Mm -hmm. and if we're drifting we ain't going to be bearing a lot of fruit you know because you're just um away from the heart of god because ultimately what we're talking about is when we say drifting from where we're, we're saying drifting from the heart of god yes and the goodness of god and the faithfulness of god and the love of god and the grace of god and the good news is you know somebody might be listening to this program and think well christine i've already drifted by my own volition i just chose that i didn't want to be part of this or or, you know, I've woken up and just realized it's been a tough couple of years and I've just drifted. And Christine, you don't know what I've done. You don't know where I've been. Is it too late? And how could Jesus, you know, have me back after everything I've done? But this is the beauty of the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, that it doesn't matter how far you have drifted. You have never drifted too far from the love of God that's mm-hmm. in Christ Jesus. You have not done anything that could separate you from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. And Wherever you've drifted to, I want to just tell somebody, Jesus is there with you because mm. wherever you are, there he is. And yes. so yes. the fact of the matter is that he is always so willing and waiting to draw you back into his very heart and to draw you back to him. So, you know, if someone's listening to this today and feels like they have just drifted, I mean, you just have to reach out. And I mean, you don't have to be complicated with your prayers. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've found that, like, Jesus, please help. It's a really good prayer. He hears that loud and clear. Yeah, yes, yeah. And um, you know, when you're drowning and you're out to sea and you've drifted, and the lifeguard's coming, you just got to wave your arms and say "help," and that's all you have to say to Jesus. You don't have to be eloquent. You don't have to try to clean yourself up. You don't yeah. have to try to make it. Our beautiful lifesaver is right there to help us wherever mm-hmm. we've drifted to, which is beautiful.
1: Yes. Yeah. We just begin again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every yeah. single day. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that that's really what I'm hearing in this in this dropping your anchor that it has to happen every single day. Mm. You have Absolutely. to be connected to the anchor. <laughs> your links have to be strong, right? And you you give so many beautiful ways to kind of check in with the Lord. Am I drifting? Yeah. How's my the strength of my link here? Um, so that you can stay connected to the anchor every single day in prayer.
2: Absolutely. That's how that's how it happens because the currents are shifting. So, much. I mean, if you, you know, anyone that's got a boat, you know, you put the anchor down into the seabed, but you've got to check it every couple of hours because the currents are shifting. And so, yeah. you know, the boat starts to turn. You've got, well, that happens every day. And there must be a reason why lamentation says his mercies are new yeah. every morning. Yes. Um, you know, there's a reason why that's in there. And dare I suggest the reason is we need them every morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, a, yeah. you know, yeah. about like literally it's my prayer, like, God, oh, thank you that your mercy's on you today because I'm going to need my whole full, uh, you know. And so it's like drop that anchor, check our links, make sure I'm connected every day. I just think this is a season where the currents are, are shifting so quickly in our world. Yeah. You need to be checked that you're anchored
0: mm-hmm. every
2: day because, um, because we're not going to make it if not, we we weren't designed to, we we cannot do this life alone. We need Jesus and we need to be anchored in the hope that is Jesus because our world is cray cray. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. just cray cray.
0: What I find just so compelling and true about this concept, about the idea of pruning is again, to not just see the things on the outside that exteriorly seem uh, very obvious, Mm -hmm. but it's the little ways that the world sweeps us up Mm. or the little ways that the enemy gets in or just steers us wrong one little direction. Again, I love that language about check your links. Where are Mm -hmm. you anchored? Who are you anchored to? Because I just think it's so much easier than we ever dreamed that the evil one can get in and just tweak us a little bit one way. And Mm -hmm. now we're in the world. And how did we get here?
2: Oh, literally I mean you think how many people wake up you know in someone else's bed and think how did I get here yeah. or in somewhere mm-hmm. ever and, you know I think it's important revelation twelve twelve, the scripture says the enemy knows that his time is short yeah and mm-hmm. so he is just up on a rampage because I think if we stop and go whoa how quickly things have changed and just yes. in our society in general um in the past year we yeah have, oh just in the last 12 months exactly mm-hmm. you know you look at those scriptures and go, he's accelerating everything. Yes. It is true. And I, I'm much older than you girls. I could be like probably your grandmother. Um, I'm 55 <laughs> this year. <No. laughs> I could probably be very close. To, I'm, I'm 55. And, you know, I've seen a lot. I've never seen it accelerated at sin and iniquity and wow. evil. And all the things that the scripture says in the last days, people will call evil, good and good, yes. evil, and people will be lovers mm-hmm. of self. And, mm-hmm. you know, the love of many will grow cold. And you're like, have 10 minutes on social media and you're like, whoa, this is all true. Like you see it happening Absolutely. in real yeah. time, which is why we must stay anchored because if we don't, if we just go, well, Chris, I'm not, I'm not doing anything bad, but if you're doing nothing, you will drift. That is the whole point. And that's why Hebrews chapter two, therefore we must pay extra attention Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. lest we also drift from so great a salvation yes
1: i am just finding more and more the closer i come the deeper my intimacy the more i need him you know we we know that but it's like I'll, i'll have this beautiful time i'll be in mass in the morning i'll feel him so close there's this beautiful work happening in my heart grace's and then 12 hours later, it's like I n- I've never prayed before. You know, <laughs> I, I need him all over again. And I really, know. I've needed him every moment of the day. But you, you truly, you can't store up the grace of yesterday. You need those new mercies every day. I, I need them.
0: Yeah. Yes. As I was reading a little bit of your book, I was so struck by your vulnerability and sharing mm. that you've suffered through so much. This, like, I don't know if you would call it fear, uh, trepidation, questioning of, do I keep going? Like, how do I keep doing this? How do I keep putting myself out there? How do Mm -hmm. I continue to do this work when I've seen the pain of maybe this work or, or the pain of life just feel so overwhelming? And, I think I loved it just so much because I felt it so deeply in my own life. This past year has been extremely painful, personally, um, in ministry. And I have felt at a depth of pain that I didn't know existed. And I remember one of the uh, images I had as I was praying one day was I just felt like I kept on getting beat up. Mm -hmm. I felt like everyone was like punching me. And at the time, my husband and I were building a pool at my house. And so the pool was just, it it was just a big empty hole in my backyard, you know, a big dirt hole. And in this image in prayer, I, I felt like I just kept getting beat up and I was at the very bottom of this dirt pit and there was nowhere else. There was no deeper I could go. I felt so hopeless and so alone. And I did wonder... How do I keep going? What was so profound, though, I guess, is I never felt alone from the Lord. Mm. I always knew He was there, and Mm. and that's obviously a gift, a consolation from Him. So I just want to say thank you for writing that. I I appreciate your honesty, and not that again. It probably doesn't parallel the same, but just to hear someone else say this is hard, and sometimes I wonder how do I keep going, Mm. and yet always just coming back to our anchor
2: and then number one i'm so sorry all that happened to you i i, I feel it um we constantly have to count the cost yeah. it all really comes back down to jesus is worthy and I, yes. I think at the end of the day why are you still sitting here today why am i here today and i think that was that moment of okay i could take my foot off the gas and just go you know i'll go undercover i don't want to keep staying out here. I mean, yeah. you, you know, you're out here, you become a target. You're just mm-hmm. like, why would I do this? People betray you, people hurt you. But at the end of the day, Jesus is worthy. And, you know, Jesus himself was betrayed by those closest to him. He was denied by those closest to him. He went through so much injustice. And yet he did it because the father was worthy. Like, it's, it's like, yeah. you know, this is my, you know, I'm doing it. It's not my will, but your will. And I wonder... Unless we, at different times in our lives, go through deep pain, suffering, being misrepresented or maligned, or I I wonder whether we really are still following Jesus if we do not have moments in different seasons that are like our Gethsemane moments that Mm. are like, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And I think you never know if you're really doing this for yourself or for Jesus until you have those moments where you go tap I'm out because it's too hard for me rather than saying it is hard and it is painful and it is costly Mm. but Jesus is worthy and I'm not in it for me Mm. and so if the thing that it showed me more than anything is that um you know after 30 odd years it truly is for Jesus Mm -hmm. that I'm doing
1: this praise God I just wonder if there's anything on your heart, uh, whether kind of in the vein of this conversation or, or just in your own work with women, is there anything you would want to encourage or, or or leave us with?
2: You know, I just want every woman to know that she's created in the image of God, that she is filled with God given purpose, and if you come from a broken past like me and, um, and feel like you have too many limitations, like Mm. God can't use you because of what happened to you or what others have said about you, or maybe even your own mistakes. I I just want you to know that in Christ, your history does not have to define your destiny, that Mm. in Christ, we all have forgiveness for our past and a a brand new life Mm. and a hope for the future. And, um, that, you know, your greatest days are ahead of you and not behind you. Mm-hmm. And that he is so worthy for us to fix our eyes. No wonder the writer to the Hebrew says we fix our yes. eyes on Jesus. Yes. He is the author and he is the finisher of our faith. Yes, people will hurt us. Unfortunately, we will hurt people too. We're yes. all flawed. We're all human. We're, no one's perfect. But if we fix our eyes on Jesus... He is, the Bible says, God is light in him. There is no darkness. Mm -hmm. Jesus has no dark side. Jesus will not hurt us. Jesus will not betray us. Jesus will always be faithful to us. So if we can stay close to him, fix our eyes on him, do what we do for him, you know what? He's going to give us the strength by the power of his spirit to run our race Mm -hmm. and to finish our course. And so I want to encourage you. The Bible says, you know, obviously in the book of Hebrews, We will have need of endurance. And so these are the days we're living in. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You know, I'm not anticipating that the days are going to get any easier. Um, The days are not going to get easier, but I believe we can get stronger. Mm. And if we stay, if we choose not to drift and stay close to the heart of Jesus, we can get stronger. And we were built by the power of the spirit to endure to the end, to remain faithful to the end. This is the exciting stuff of the faith. This is like the real Christian stuff, man. This is we were born for this. And so um, I want to encourage you to keep going. Keep going.
0: Mm. Thank you, you, Christine. Would you mind closing us out in prayer? I would love to be my honor. So, Father, I thank you. I just thank you for
2: Jenna and Beth, Lord, for their faithfulness and their obedience to you to to host this program. And I I pray for every woman on the other side of the sound of my voice right now. I pray that each woman would know that she's just so loved by you, known intimately by you, and adored and cherished Mm -hmm. by you. So, Father, I pray that there would just be... um, a reawakening within all of us to pursue the purpose for which you have called us. Um, Out of that, we don't need to strive to please you, Lord, you you already love us. Mm -hmm. But out of that place of rest in your love and in your grace and your mercy, I pray that you would propel us into Mm -hmm. um, our purpose and that we would continue to bear fruit until our our last day, that we would bear Mm -hmm. fruit that would bring glory to your name. So, Lord, we say prune us either way. <laughs> we recognize we will be pruned if we do, pruned if we don't. So, Lord, at least let us be fruitful that you're pruning. <laughs> A fruitful fruit that we would bear more fruit because, Father, we want to glorify you. That is our heartbeat. Search us, try us. See if there's any evil way within us, Lord. Let us uh, let uproot from us anything that is not bringing glory to your name. Lord, let us be women of God that bring glory to our creator, glory to our great God. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen.
0: Christine, thank you so much.
2: This is honestly such an honor.
0: Thank you. You're
1: a gift.
2: Well, I love you all. And I pray that you're refreshed as you look at the ocean today.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much, Christine. Thank you. You Bye-bye. Love you. See you. Bye. you, bye. Bye.